Welcome to the Self-Publishing School Podcast. This is the podcast to listen to if you're an aspiring writer or an author who wants to be more successful. On this show, you'll learn how to write and launch a book successfully, all from the top authors and people just like you who are doing it at the highest level. I'm your host, Chandler Volt, the founder of Self-Publishing School, the author of the book called Published, and the CEO of selfpublishing.com. For free training on how to publish a book that sells 10,000 copies, go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. Hey, Chandler Bolt here, and joining me today is Bob Berg. Um, Bob is a speaker and author of multiple books, including The Go-Giver, uh, The Go-Giver series, Endless Referrals, a bunch of other books. Um, so we've actually done, uh, I was telling Bob right before the interview, and we, we've done his book, The Go-Giver, as a book club at Self-Publishing School twice. <laughs> um, and so uh, it, it was so good we had to read it again. We keep hiring and keep growing. And so and we had to buy a bunch more copies. And it's, it's, it's one of the favorite books um, that our team's read. And Bob was gracious enough when we did it the first time to come in and do a Q&A with the team. And that is still one of their favorite memories of any book club. And so I think it's a fundamental book that, of course, you should buy it, you should read it, you should implement it in your business and your life. Like, it's just such a great book. And it's one of those rereads for me. <laughs> it's like, all right, I got to reread this once a year, once every other year and, and bring the team through it. So uh, I'm excited today on this interview, we're going to talk about um, a bunch of his books, um, but then why those books have sold so well, how to turn your book into a series, and then using the book to grow your speaking business. So I know a lot of people ask about um, speaking beyond the book. Um, so we're going to talk about that. Bob, really great to have you here. Chandler, thank you. And what kind of words, especially coming from you, who's done really so much for this entire industry and, and uh, you know, has helped so many people to be able to position themselves and do all the great things that having a book can, can help a person do. So thank you. Yeah, well, Bob, I, I know uh, we were mentioning right before this, you were saying your first book, um, not the go-giver kind of it kind of was a positioning tool for you in the marketplace so talk to us about that book and what was the purpose behind it why did you decide to write that first book yeah well so I'd been speaking for I guess about three years or so um, and had a growing business uh, I was at a National Speakers Association conference speaking with a few of the people there who had, who had done really well uh, and they suggested, they said, you know, Berg, you're at a point right now where if you're going to go to that next level, you really need to have a book. Uh, it's going to help you position yourself better, make yourself more marketable. Uh, you're going to, it's going to help you get higher fees. It, so there were a, a lot of advantages to, you know, to having a book. And, and that was really, so at the time, my main topic was on referral business, uh, business networking, really. And back then, and that was back in the day, this was back in the mid nineties when there weren't a, a thousand networking books out there as there are yeah. now. And by the way, I love all the networking books I read. I learned something from every one of them, but back then there were very few. So my book, which was titled Endless Referrals, and then the subtitle was Network Your Everyday Contacts into Sales. Really, that was a great idea I received from those great pros who advised me because it really did. Now, what I did is it's not as though once I put it out there and, and you know this, Chandler, it's not like you're going to get all these calls. Hey, you know, just, you know, uh, saw your book out there. Can you speak for our company? No, I used it as a proactive marketing tool. Okay. So, mm -hmm. uh, so doing that just really, really helped me uh, sell my services uh, a lot, yeah. a lot 
faster, a lot easier, and uh, uh, more consistently. And when you say using it as a proactive tool, what did that look like? How did you do that? And why do you think that book was such a critical part of you kind of growing your business? Yeah. So when I mean proactively, and, and back in the day when I started, I mean, you, you, you determined what your niche was going to be. And you got out a, uh, uh, now I think these are online, but back in the day, they, they weren't. The um, National Trade Professional Association Directory and the State and Regional Association Directory. Those are sort of the two association Bibles, okay, back then. And again, you, you determined who you were going after and you and, and the market you could serve, but you also felt the message was not only congruent, but that you would want to speak with, you know, to, because you want to enjoy what you're doing, obviously. And you want to be speaking with people you enjoy speaking to and who will be receptive to the message. I was, I call it the, the marketing bridge. First, do they need it? Okay. Do they want it? And can they afford it? So they may need it. Great. Mm. Um, but do they want it? Because if they don't want it, then you've got to, you have a decision to make. Do you want to take a lot of time educating them into what, as to why they should want something that they yeah. don't believe they do? Because if they don't want it, they can't afford it. <laughs> right. We know that. Now, sometimes even if they do want right. it, they yeah. can't necessarily <laughs> afford it. But the, but it, but that's for you to do your research and know if your if the market you want to work with is going to be able to okay but but they uh, first do they need it do they want it and then if they want it now can they afford it and part of that is are you able to communicate your message to them so that they understand why they can afford it okay and, and again this assumes. Uh, a priority that a priori that you would be bringing immense value to that to that marketplace. So what I would do is I would make the calls. I'd have my opening question in terms of uh, eliciting their their interest, and I would often say I, I don't know if you are familiar with my book Endless Referrals, and I'd kind of give a little pause to see. And if they said no, I'd say well you know I would be delighted to send it to you if it's something that you feel. And, and this is after by the way after my initial statement asking. Uh, determining whether they would want this kind of program. So again, where I'm, it's not like I just uh, sent yeah. the book indiscriminately and, mm -hmm. and people got me off the phone by saying, oh yeah, yeah, send the book and boom. No, I'm not talking about that at all. I'm talking yeah. once I was satisfied that they were genuinely interested, that I was speaking with someone who was either the decision maker and or the point person that would bring it to the committee. Yeah, okay, so... Uh, and then letting them know, you know, I'd certainly be delighted to send it. Now, if that was the case, okay, and, and, and again, I felt good about the fact that they were going to, you know, probably read it. You never know. But, you know, you, uh, at that point, now in my follow-up, if they enjoyed the information in the book, well, you know, now it was a matter of could we put something together? Yeah, that's amazing. And so that ultimately led to you getting books for those gigs or for you getting inside the organization. And then would you bring and sell books when you went to speak or like what did that whole process look like? So at the time, um, I did not actually sell books at the event. 
what I, I had a series of back then, it was cassette tape programs. I and mean, that's how long ago this was, cassette tape albums we used to call. So I would get a, a fee, which back then wasn't a particularly big fee. I was just really just a few years into it. Uh, and then I would uh, sell the you know cassette tape programs. And that was actually where I, I made more money doing that than in the... Uh, uh, than, than through my speaking fee. But when I was, but once I did a program and I was now at the point where obviously that customer knew, liked, trusted me, but could, I could work a horizontal market and, and receive lots of referrals uh, across that, that niche. And of course, I would always just say, please let them know that I'd be glad, you know, that you could, you could get Berg to easily send a, um, a book if they would like, you know, and, and so forth. And, and so again, it made it very easy to get my foot in the door through a book. Now, you know, we, we always need to remember people are, are always receiving books that are unsolicited. You know, my feeling is get permission to send the book or, you know, have it, have it recommended so that they want this because if they don't value it, uh, it, it loses its, its entire positioning utility. Mm, love that. And so it sounds like you were using a book. It's so funny. It's, it's, it's like a lesson within a lesson, right? You're using a book, not only to get booked, but then as a referral strategy, um, so that you could turn one speaking gig into multiple speaking gigs, but always adding value, always qualifying that, hey, this is something that this is a topic that you're interested in. This is something that you need want and are willing to pay for and then but then really building it to to okay you like I, I came and I brought value here who else do you know and let me send a book as a starting point kind of for that conversation yeah I mean that that is basically it and you know I would do other things aside from the book because I, I back then wrote a lot of articles for you know the, the trade and professional um magazines that they had and again back then these weren't online because who knew what online was other than you know because uh you know certain people who, who were already familiar with it but so i wrote a lot of articles so i got myself out there so the people now of course you can do that online with with their with their um within those markets as well so i'm not saying the book is necessarily the only thing I, but i am saying it's a very important thing and that when you have that, there is credibility with it just by, you know, the very nature that you've authored a book. I mean, of course, you know this, I'm talking to the master. So, you know, you, you know that. Um, but when they do read it, I mean, the information is basically letting them know whether you're the right person for them or not in terms of speaking. Mm -hmm. They're either going to, mm -hmm. because, you know, there were people who maybe read endless referrals if they didn't relate to it or relate to the way that I was teaching, they weren't going to want me. Uh, and that's, that's fine because that's how it should be. But it also was, if they did like that message, they were going to, to want me there. Absolutely. And so are there any other ways that you, you can think of, or that you've seen, like, if we're talking about kind of the endless referral strategy, are there any other ways that you've used your books to drive referrals in your business or to book more speaking gigs? Um, I mean, you know, I certainly use have always utilized the books as a way to get media and, mm, and get yeah. interviews. Okay. Right. Because again, when you have a book, it's a lot easier to book yourself as a, an expert, right? You know, and I, I don't even 
like saying expert about me because I always think an expert saying, well, I'm an expert. No, I'm a student, but with a certain amount of authority, which I guess is author is the root of authority. So when we're an author, we are positioned as an authority or an expert, however, and it's easier to get interviews. Now with those interviews, especially the ones that were on, on TV. And of course, uh, now everything's TV because we're on the internet, it's all TV, you know, I mean, in a, in a sense, video, is you can take those and utilize those as part of your positioning. To me, everything we do in terms of positioning, marketing, and sales strategies is all a matter of holistically tying everything together. Uh, so one thing always leads to the next and or it always brings it back to a central point. And the great thing okay. is it's not that complicated. You know, I, I, and, and I don't want it to sound like it is. I, I do a few things consistently every day and I've been doing it from the beginning pretty much. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 so what, are, and what are those things consistently well, every day? Well, so back when I was first starting out and, and speaking, it was, it was that list. It was getting on the phone. It was, you know, uh, it was, I, I always, I, I say dialing for dollars, but it wasn't as though they were just, I mean, I knew who I was calling. I knew that, uh, again, that had been, um, uh, that had been determined. Okay. Uh, and making the calls, I would be writing articles. <laughs> uh, I would be doing interviews whenever I could. I would be right. And so now with the, with the go-giver, it's a little bit different because I was already established when that came out, but that certainly took my business to a new level. Uh, and I'll tell you how. With Endless Referrals, and I had had other books after Endless Referrals, but that was always my biggest one, okay? And the one I was positioned for, positioned within the marketplace. When The Go-Giver came out, which of course is a parable, it's a story, so it has much more of an emotional connection with people. And that's really thanks to the awesome writing of John David Mann, who was the lead writer and storyteller. You know, I'm a how-to guy, right? Uh, you know, I'm step one, step two, step three, blah, 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 blah. You know, follow a system. <laughs> the system system yeah. is the process of predictably achieving a goal based on a logical and specific set of how-to principles. If it's been proven that by doing A, you'll get the desired result of B, you know all you need to do is A and continue to do A, you'll eventually get the desired result of B. You teach a magnificent system that takes people from not having uh, published a book to writing, publishing, marketing, doing all the things. If they follow your system, mm -hmm. they're gonna succeed. Okay, so mm -hmm. that, that's what I'm a, I'm a system person. But it, I, I always like to make sure people know, systems do not conflict. There's no dichotomy between a system and being relationship focused and people oriented, okay? it's that the system serves the relationship building, right? It's not the other way around. The system is the servant, not the, not the master, okay? We use systems. We love people and use systems, uh, not love systems and use people, right? And so, um, yes. but after The Go-Giver came out, and again, I, I did an immense amount of publicity on it, but for it, but that, I, I, it, it sold because the people who were already doing those things in their life and in their business long before the book came out, they just related to the story. They yes. related to the principles. John and right. I both received so many emails from people, I mean, leaders of large organizations who said, this is what I've been trying to tell people is the way to do it, but they have, so we were almost third party credibility, 
right? And so yes, company. 100%. So 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 instead of me having to really utilize it as a a proactive marketing tool, um, it, it sort of became its own marketing tool, and we received a lot more inquiries now for yeah. speaking. Now, yeah. I still do the few things every day. I'm still doing interviews every day, okay? Uh, I'm still blogging, you know, I'm still doing my, I, my um, uh, work to keep this out in front of the, in front of the public. Uh, you know, I mean, it's just, it, it, there's nothing sexy about it. And I, I almost, yeah. you know, when people ask about how do you sell, you know, a million books, how do you, you know, whatever, I, I wish I could tell you there's something, some sexy one size fits all. And I know that gets sold sometimes as though there is, but there isn't. Right. You do a few things that are proven to be effective and you do them. I mean, you know, yeah. I love that. And I, I, it's, it's kind of similar to one of my favorite quotes, uh, George Washington Carver's that do, do the uncommon th or do the common things in an uncommon way and you will command the, the attention of the world. Right. Absolutely. Doing the common Absolutely. things consistently, which I oh, love that you cool. narrowed in on. It was, yeah. And it is being consistent, right? Because, and, and over time, so, and I think there's big takeaways here for folks, which is, you know, every day you're on the phone, um, talking with people that could, could potentially book you mm -hmm. um, from a speaking perspective, you're creating content, you're doing PR publicity. Yeah, absolutely. Those are basically. And, and I love what you said about the whole holistic <laughs> thing, because it all feeds in, like all that stuff feeds into the book sales, all the book sales feed into your speaking and it's kind of a holistic and virtuous mm -hmm. cycle. Yeah, uh, you said it perfectly. Absolutely. So let, let's walk through. I mean, I know you touched on it a little bit. So you do endless referrals. Um, it's it's really kind of not kickstarting, but just really growing your business. You're becoming an uh, an authority, root word author uh, in the space, uh, and then you you go on to uh, write and publish uh, the Go Giver. So why did you decide to write and publish that book? And, and you touched on it a little bit, but I'd love to just hear if there's any other thoughts here of like, why do you think that book sold so well? Yeah. So, so the go giver came about because after endless referrals, um, and, and by the way, the, you know, basically endless referrals was about teaching again, a system for people who are entrepreneurs and salespeople who believed in what they did, they loved their product or service, they knew they brought magnificent value to their customers and clients. However, they didn't feel comfortable in the process of going out there and building those relationships. And to me, the, they, it, they, these relationships um, culminate in what I call and what, what was the basic premise of endless referrals, which is sort of in my I guess mantra that I've become known for for almost 30 years now, and that is that all things being equal, people will do business with and refer business to those people they know, like, and trust. Okay, that was based, that was the premise of endless referrals. So I thought, what if we could take that? And, and by the way, throughout the years, though, I'd always read parables and enjoyed them very much. Why? Because they're stories, and I think it's part of human nature uh, that that stories connect. They connect on a heart-to-heart -heart level, right? I mean, they um, uh, they allow you to make an emotional connection with. Now, in in my case, it was as the reader, okay, because I'd always read parables, and the author was able to make a connection with me, teach me something that I wanted to learn and could apply, and just felt great about it, right? So I thought, what if we could take the premise of endless referrals, the no like and trust, and and 
turn it into a parable. Uh, so I thought, okay, so what in, in titling it, because as you know, the title is so very Im important. And I said, well, you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. Well, we do. <laughs> you know, I mean, we judge a, a book by yeah. its title, right? Yeah. And uh, so the title and subtitle are, are so important. That's why with endless referrals, uh, you know, the, I remember the publisher had wanted me to call it networking for success because there were again there were very few networking books out there at oh the time gosh, and well no. you know that's an okay yeah. title is more a feature than anything else networking for success so i said no yes. what is it that people really want who would be reading this book what's the end goal referrals not just referrals but endless referrals that's the title short sweet mm. pithy endless referrals now we can take the subtitle and describe it network your everyday contacts into sales Okay, so mm. now I thought we had a title for that. Okay, so so how do you take that book, the premise, the no like and trust, turn it into a, a a title for a parable? So I thought, well, what is the the um, the essence, if you will, of a person who's able to both quickly and sustainably develop those no like and trust relationships? And the answer is they're always giving. They're giving value to others. Their entire focus is on providing value to others, value to the marketplace. Not in a self-sacrificial way, but in a mm. way that helps everyone involved, okay? But that the focus is on the other person. You know, I always say when I speak at a sales conference, I'll often begin by saying, nobody's gonna buy from you because you have a quota to meet. Okay, they're, you know, they're not gonna buy from you because you need the money <laughs> or because you're a nice guy. They're not going to buy your book because you have a certain number of sales you want to make or because you, right? So it's always about them and why they would. So, so, so they're always so great salespeople, these relationships, they're always giving, giving value. So it's easy to come up with the go-giver. Now, one other reason about the title was it's a pattern interrupt. We're familiar with the go-getter. So the go-giver is kind of a what? What do you mean? I always thought go-getter. Now, here's the interesting thing. A go-getter is not the opposite of a go-giver. We love go-getters right. because go-getters right. take action, right? You can have the best yeah. ideas, the greatest thoughts, the most fantastic intent, but unless action is put into the mix, nothing's going to happen. So no, we love go-getters, people of action, and go-givers, people focused on creating value for others. The opposite of a go-giver is a go-taker, right? So, so, but in people's minds, there is that sort of connection with that go-getter, go-giver. So I thought the go-giver title was, was really good. Um, uh, so now it was a matter of teaming up with John David Mann. And John right. was, yeah. I had not met John at the time. He was the editor-in-chief of a magazine I used to write for, and he was a great writer, a fantastic storyteller. Not many people back then knew of John. Now, these days, uh, because after the success of The Go-Giver, he became that uh, the golden boy uh, in that um, agents and publishers who had someone, maybe a celebrity or a high-powered business person or someone who had a story, but they needed a, an author, John became, yeah. you know, John was ghostwriter or co-author so now you know mm. this guy's a multi new york times best-selling author but back then very few people knew who john was fortunately i was one of them right who did. so i yeah. i asked john and when i say asked i mean pleaded with john to be the co-author. 
be the uh, lead writer because I knew he could do. I mean, again, I'm a how to author. Uh, yeah. I, I knew John could do things with that that I, I it was out of my strength zone. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, we, we collaborated on that, teamed up with it and, uh, you know, that, and, and was able to put that together. But that's really how that, how that yeah. came out. Then, you know, after the success of the first one, it became a, uh, a series, but you know, when you talk about titles and how important they yeah. are, can I give you a, can I, can I give you a story of something, a very difficult lesson that, that was learned? A hundred percent. Yeah. And I think I've, I've already loved what you're talking about. Like takeaway for people, benefit driven title, benefit driven title. And I love how you did that with endless referrals. You did that with a go giver. Um, and yeah. Hey Chandler Bolt here. I hope you're loving this episode so far. It's time to go from inspiration to implementation. All right. So if you've learned something, we want to help you implement what you've learned with your book. So what I want you to do right now is go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a publishing consultation with one of the experts on my team. We'll talk about your goals for your book, your dreams, your challenges, your next steps, and we'll start putting together a plan. All right, so go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a call with the team. Let's see how we can help with your book. It's time to implement. And then, but then also it seems like there's a good, kind of symbiotic relationship between the two books because it sounds like the endless referrals is more the how to and the go giver is the yeah. why. Yeah. So they're yeah. kind of feeding yeah. together. Yeah. So talk, no, yeah. Right. Tell us about the, the, the story with titles. You're right. And you know, and even with, with a title, if it's like with the go giver, you know what the benefit in that title was, it wasn't so much a benefit like endless referrals where it was tangibly, you knew what that was, but with the go giver, it, it, it implied a certain benefit. Um, and, and so people almost, I think, gave it their own meaning. Now, right. when you yeah. have a title like that, okay, it's still important to have that subtitle underneath that's more descriptive to give the yes. part, right? Uh, you know, we, no. So, um, so after the Go Giver came out, and it, it, you know, fortunately was a, a very big success, and and then we had um, Go Givers Sell More, which is the only book in the series which is not a parable. That's more of a follow-up um, guide to, to the go-giver. But then the, the publisher asked us to do another one, and it was one on more on leadership. It would be how, you know, Pindar and his, his protégés and all the people in that, the go-giver universe in that city, the fictional city, how they would apply the go-giver principles to leadership and so forth. And, and we named the book a title that we thought was really clever, that people, we thought, and again, the key word here, thought, <laughs> that people would really get. We, we called it, the title of the book, It's Not About You. And it, we sort of based it on the law of influence from the first book, uh, that your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. Well, within the story, within the context of a story, that worked. But as a title, and, and we thought because of all our now, you know, new go-giver readers, anything, you know, we just put it out, it's going to sell, they're going to get it. People stayed away in droves. Okay? Nobody bought the book. And I mean, a few people bought it and they really liked it. And I think the story is probably even a little better than the original go-giver one. Very few people bought it. And I got to tell you, for a couple of years... I was on a mission to determine why this title didn't sell because I thought it was a great yeah. title. It's the ultimate talking about player. 
So, and, and so one day, um, talk, I'm actually talking to John Ziegler, who's Zig Ziegler's son and, and who's doing a fantastic job carrying on his dad's legacy. And, and we were just talking and I, uh, and I told him about this and I said, you know, I still cannot figure to this day, John, why that title, it's not about you didn't sell. And John, who has that kind of, I think, innate sense of wisdom like his dad and, and mom had, he said, well, Bob, you know, I'm thinking if I'm about to buy a book and the title is, it isn't about me, you know, it isn't about you, it's not about me, why would I want to buy it? <laughs> well, you know, that makes sense. There's also another part. One reason the Go-Giver sold so many books is because so many people gave it as a gift. And you can give someone a book with the title, The Go-Giver, and it's a compliment. You give someone a gift uh. of a book, it's not about you. And it's sort of like giving someone a bottle of Scope mouthwash. You know, the, <laughs> the person, what's wrong with it, right? So John David Mann and I asked the publisher to do something unprecedented. And that is, let's rename the book. Let's retitle it. Right. Uh, we did actually change the ending a little bit and made it even a little better. And we put a discussion guide in it and a, a Q&A as we have with all the books in the, the series now. But um, so we updated a little, but mainly we updated the name and we turned It's Not About You into The Go-Giver Leader, which became the second book in the, the parable series. OK, we have The Go-Giver, The Go-Giver Leader and The Go-Giver Influencer. Uh, Go-Giver Sell More, again, isn't a, a parable. Well, all of a sudden, the sales start coming in. Uh, <laughs> a change in title is really what did it. Wow. It was now yeah. part of a brand which had been beginning to grow. So people were comfortable with the go-giver brand, the go-giver mm -hmm. leader. It also talked about what it is about, what it's about, leadership. Uh, it's so, so much was Clear. wrong yeah. about what we did in calling it, it's not about you. We did not provide the potential readers with the opportunity to, mm. to to know why this is something they really would want want to get. It's a great point, and and it wasn't totally clear w whether or not the book w was for them and what they're going to learn. Which exactly. the Go Giver Leader, when I hear that, I say, "Oh, I'm a leader. I need that book." Exactly. <laughs> and, and maybe I've heard of the Go Giver, but I'm right. a leader, so I'm going to buy that one. Exactly. Right? Yep. Yep. Exactly. So what, a, what a mistake of, that was. Of the series, so I think big takeaway: the right title makes all the difference. Um, get feedback, make sure it's benefit driven, make sure that people uh, understand how it's going to help them. And I think the thing that you guys really nailed with the go-giver is it's, it's it, I know you're saying it's, it's not as benefit driven as endless referrals, but I think really the benefit is in, it's an identity. And so people take on the identity as the end result Yes, <laughs> and uh, they give that, it to that, other people just, who they see that. Yeah. You just, you just nailed it right there. Exactly. So of, of the series, which, um, I mean, obviously the go-giver, I assume, is, is the, the sells the most out of the whole series, but of the books that are not the main book, which one is sold the best and why do you think that is? Which one sold the best? Uh, well, yeah, the, the original one has it. That's close to yeah. 975,000 copies. Now we say 950 because that was the last count, but we're pretty sure it's it's right at 975 right now. So we're knocking on that million, million yeah. bookmark. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'll be fun. Um, the what about the other ones? Which which one of the other well, ones? Is well, really Book Givers Sell More has sold well over a hundred thousand copies. But again, right. that's that, that's the sort of the implementation of uh, so a lot of the people who bought the Go Giver got bought Go Givers Sell More because that sort of even gave them more you know, mm. you know 
information that they wanted. Uh, the go-giver leader probably still is the least, I'd say, uh, selling go-giver, the go-giver influencer, our newest one, which I believe is actually the best book in the series, that's selling pretty well. That It took awesome. a while to find its yeah. audience, but it's, it's starting to now really pick up. Awesome. Let's talk to you about, we're kind of in the home stretch here. Um, I, I want to talk about, uh, the, so we've kind of talked about the book, we've talked about the series. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the speaking and workshop side of your business, because it seems like this, that's at least from going on your site and from what I know about you, it's like, that seems like the main path for people after they read the book. Is that correct? Is like either bringing you in to speak, attending one of the workshops, or there's also, you've got the online courses there. Yeah, there's a few things. And at, at 62, I'm now doing much less. Uh, I'm limiting myself to 20, um, what we call corporate speeches or organization, the keynotes outside of Florida. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, I'm, I'm kind of over. And this is even before this coronavirus thing. For the last couple of years, I've taken on no more than, than 20 out-of-state uh, engagements, doing much more online and in-person with, uh, with some of the events we have. Now, my business partner, Kathy Tajnell, and I have um, events we hold that are, that are public events in Orlando, which is about two and a half hours north of me, though we're gonna start having them in Jupiter, which is where I, I live as well. As you can tell, I really like the not traveling any further than yes. I have, even by car. You know, type yes. Of and so, and those are, we had been holding something called the Go-Giver Entrepreneurs Academy, but we've sort of now morphed into the Go-Giver Sales Academy. And uh, it's actually, it's called, it's not called Academy, pardon me, it's called Endless Referrals, the Go-Giver Way two-day workshop. And, uh, and so, um, and we limit those to like 25 to 30 people because we, it's very specific and it's over two days. And so it's a lot of, you know, how to back and forth and really helping people to hear. So, uh, so that's something. Then we have a, 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 a online course coming out, which should be out in about three weeks. We've been uh, affectionately, and when I say affectionately, I mean not affectionately, uh, calling it the never ending project because it's taken <laughs> put together, but that should be out in about three weeks called Endless Referrals, The Go-Giver Way. And that will cool. be just gonna be about a nine hour online video course and then we also have uh, a certified go-giver speaker program, right. like, which is a licensing program where people mm -hmm. buy the rights to license my intellectual properties, if you will, and we teach them how to become uh, paid professional speakers, uh, utilizing the, uh, you know, the go-giver, endless referrals, genuine influence, all the different, different things. So, so that's what we pretty much do. And, and so again, one thing goes into the other. Now, again, very few people, relatively speaking, will become speakers and coaches. Right. Uh, many more will attend to the programs. Hopefully many more than that will listen, will watch the online videos and hopefully many more than that will read the book. So again, right. and again, no more than 20 will bring me in to speak because I won't speak more than 20 uh, <laughs> outside of the state. So. <laughs> so how have you seen like, as the books have, have grown in popularity and grown in success, I really want to speak for the people who maybe want to use a book as, as part of growing their speaking business, or maybe if we have time at the end, we can touch on the workshop piece. Um, but like, how have you seen as those books have grown and sold more of that impacting your speaking business? What have been the main benefits there? Like, it, it, has that predominantly been the main, what, main source of revenue for a long time? And I imagine some of that's now shifting to the workshops, to the online courses, things like that. Well, I mean, I think most people that, that have a book, the, the, you know, as we know, the, the 
the biggest portion of the money is not in the book itself. I mean, you know, the royalties from the go-giver have been very good, but even that wouldn't be certainly enough to live on, you know, uh, in any significant way. So I, I don't, I think when, when that happens and someone has a book like that, great, you know, I, I hope everyone who go, you know, who, who uh, publishes their book through you, who goes through you and takes your course, I hope that happens, but it's not something we can depend on. I think right. a, a smart business strategy is to ask yourself, how am I going to use this book in order to accomplish what I want my business model to be in terms of serving others, okay? So if someone is a coach, uh, now I'm not a coach, I don't do one-on-one -on -one coaching other than, you know, for my speakers, of course, but that's a whole different different model. Uh, but as far as being a coach, uh, if, if your goal is to, co you know, go, then utilize the book with that in mind as the back end of it. I mean, that's what you would do. If you wanna be a speaker, again, the same thing. So my feeling is always having that in mind. What is it that you want to do? What is it that you want to write this book for? It's not just because I wanna write a book and, and, and publish a book. Now, if that is the reason, that's fine too, but at least you know going in, that is your reason. But that's not a business plan. That's just- Right, you know, right. You know, Stephen Covey would say, begin with the end in mind. Yeah, right? so think about where you're going. And then, exactly. and then so for you, was, was that the speaking? Was that to grow speaking originally? And then I would imagine sure. that shifted as you're on the road all the time. I, I used to be called a, a speaker who writes. Okay. Mm. Now I'm mm. more a writer who speaks because the writing is much more important to me at this point in my life. I just have ideas I want to share and get out. The market, of course, will let me know if it was a good idea or not. But, but that, but you know, I'm, but back then it was a, I really didn't want to write a book. That wasn't something I, if you ask, what do you want to write? No, I really don't. But I, it was something I did because I felt that the end result was, was going to be worthwhile. And, and how did you see the, the, the popularity of the book affecting your speaking fee, affecting inbound requests? Like what were kind of the tangible in, in terms of like, how much were you speaking before? What did your fee look like? How much were you speaking after? What did your fee look like? And then how did that, were you selling books at every speaking gig to, to maximize that? Or like, what did that whole process look like? Well, with endless referrals, it, it definitely helped me to, to book myself. It helped me position myself in the marketplace much better. And the fees, I was able to get higher fees and book myself more um, regularly than I think I would have had I not had the book to help position me. Um, I didn't, I've never really, regardless of which book it was, I've never really sold books at the events. And one reason for me is it's kind of laziness. I don't want to be having a bunch of books that I'm worried, you know, that I'm responsible for lugging around and getting and, and this and that. So <laughs> it's just not something I, I wanted to do. Um, also, selling books beforehand is um, a, you know, a, a great way of, of position. Now, of course, you can do that easier when you've self-published because you have control over what you can sell them for. Phil Jones, originally from the UK, now living in New York, who's a very popular speaker and is selling oodles of, of books. Uh, that's what he does. He, he, he puts selling books within the, um, you know, within the agreement that he negotiates so that they have his book beforehand. And so, uh, which is, again, a, a great idea. I think it depends upon the book. With The Go-Giver, again, because it's a story, 
I really want those attending conferences, if I'm speaking at a conference, they probably haven't heard of me, Bob Berg, who am I? But they've either heard of the book or, or if they read the book first, they're gonna be a lot more excited about hearing me. Because again, they're not coming to see Bob Berg. Right. Okay. Um, so if they read the book, then there's an emotional connection. Um, and, and so I, you know, I've encouraged my speaking clients because typically they read the book, which is how they heard and, and said, you know, to the degree that you can get this into your organization before I speak, that's the degree that they're going to be very excited about hearing mm. me. Otherwise, it's, yeah. you know, who's this? Right. Okay. And, and, and so is that just kind of a, is that a suggestion? Are you building in pre-sales before you go speak? How does that work? Um, it's, it's a suggestion, but we have a, a um, we use um, BookPal and uh, what they just changed their name. And I'm, I'm trying to think it was uh, HCR. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm trying, I can't think of what they're, what the name they go by now is, but they're another, uh, yeah. it used to be, um, re, uh, Gosh, you know, I'm going to actually, while we're doing this, I'm going to do something I very rarely do. Uh, I'm going to multitask and I don't <laughs> even multitasking because I'm really not good at it as I don't think most people are, but, um, uh, okay. So porch light books, formerly 800 DEO read porch. Light. Yes. Yeah. 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 Those are two, um, rip corporate resellers that give really good prices on the books that, that people can get. So, um, so yeah, we encourage them to do it, but no, we, we keep it at the same fee. But again, it, it, I've been doing this for a long time. So there's a little bit more of an established, you know, type of thing when you're starting out, it might be a, a little bit different. Um, right. but again, that's one reason why self publishing, once you've amortized, uh, you know, your investment in the books, um, you know, now you can pretty much decide, uh, do you use it right. as a loss leader? Do you make a dollar or two profit on each? Do you, you know, what have you? Mm, that's a great point. Um, so final couple questions here. Uh, what would be your advice to the person who, I love how you said, you know, I used to be uh, a speaker that oh, writes, speaker writes and right. now I'm a writer that speaks. <laughs> and, and so for maybe I, I would say probably, I don't know, maybe probably more common listening to this or watching this is the writer that wants to speak. Oh, sure, sure. And so what, like, what would you, what would be your advice for them on getting their first or their first couple of speaking gigs after publishing their book? Well, so first I would like, like anything, I would learn from the people who, who have done it. Okay. So I, I know this is something you, you certainly are, are very good when it comes to knowing how to, to get speaking engagements. There are people like David Newman, who has a, a great book called do mm -hmm. it speaking. There's um, Jane Atkinson who, who, um, who has a great wealthy speaker 2.0. There's Lois Kramer who does a, a fantastic job. I would also suggest they, they consider joining National Speakers Association because that's the business of speaking. So I, I think to the degree that people will, will learn the business of speaking and approach it that way, uh, you know, that, that's really the degree. Uh, Phil Jones, who I talked about in, in, uh, in Phil's book and I'm trying to think of the, the name of it right now. It's a wonderful book and I, I'm ashamed of myself for not uh, remembering. I'm going to do something now again that I'm very <laughs> uh, not good at uh, <laughs> and that's multitask and, and Phil, um, 
I'm just going to put in the Amazon thing, Phil Jones. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's called exactly, exactly what, what to say. say. Yeah. 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 And uh, he's just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Such a nice guy. And, uh, and so again, I, I think to the degree that you seek out that information, that's the degree you're going to, you, you know, you're going to know how to follow a system, the process of particular, right. That will, uh, that will help you in that regard. Awesome. Um, and Hey, uh, uh, last question. Uh, what, you know, Bob, knowing what you know now, you've obviously done multiple books, you've done fables, you've done standard nonfiction books. Uh, you've spoke like, you know, there's just so much, uh, uh, just a wealth of knowledge and a wealth of experience. Knowing what I know now with all the yeah. mistakes I've made is what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> what would you <laughs> say to the... That, I'm thinking, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. If only they knew. Yeah, right. That's the, <laughs> it's the, it's the iceberg fallacy of like all the mistakes that are below the surface. People just see uh, the, the trophy and they don't see the journey. Uh, but what... Knowing what you know now, what would you say to the other Bobs that are out in the audience that maybe haven't written that first book yet? Mm -hmm. uh, and to think back to that the Bob, the first time author, what sure. would your advice be for those folks? Oh, I'd say is if you have information to share, get that book written. Absolutely. Don't worry about, oh, that the topic has been written before. It has been. Okay. Don't worry about other people who have done this. They have, but they're not you. And they don't come at from the same, from, at, from the same experience you have. They, they don't, don't know how you feel about what happened. They haven't, these other people haven't described it as you can describe it based on you, right? So, I mean, how many books have I read on sales? Hundreds and hundreds, right? I mean, yeah. basically sales is sales, but everyone has their own experiences and we can learn from it. How many books have I read on marketing or on politics or on this or on that? I, you know, lots of them, okay? But... But people have their own viewpoint and they have their own. So I'm either going to learn something new and or I'm going to relearn something that I already did know, but hadn't thought about or hadn't thought about in that way. So so don't sell yourself short. If you have wisdom, if you have information that people will benefit from and you have a need inside you to share that information, by all means, go ahead. That's awesome. Um, Bob, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time. It's so much helpful. I mean, we've, I feel like we've covered so much uh -huh. and so many critical pieces, not only uh, to write and publish and market a successful book, but to use it to grow your speaking business, to use it to drive referrals, like so many great things here. Uh, where can people go uh, to find out more about you, your books, your workshop, the course, all those things? Probably the best place is Berg, B-U-R-G dot com. And I would just say explore the site go through it and there's a whole bunch of resources there and, and you can kind of pick and choose what, uh, what looks interesting to you. Awesome. And I mean, I know I said this at the top of the interview, uh, I'll repeat it. It's a great book, buy it, read it. Um, I, I, there's, there's a reason I read it multiple, have read it multiple times and have, I mean, we, we've met for usually it's three to four weeks, one hour per week with my entire company. So that's a very expensive meeting. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's a reason why we do that and prioritize that. And that's because, uh, we, you know, I believe in the fundamentals of this book. Uh, and I believe that it's just a fundamental thing that you need to know and you need to be doing in your business and in your life. So uh, I recommend it. Grab the book. Awesome. It means a lot to hey, me. Well, Bob, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. 
Thank you so much for watching or listening to this episode of the Self-Publishing School Podcast. I know there's so many places that you can be spending your time. There's other podcasts that you could be listening to, YouTube channels that you could be watching. Uh, so thank you so much. It means the world. Now, I want you to do three things right now if you found this episode All right, number one, I don't know if you know this, but we've got a YouTube channel. It's a companion channel to this podcast. All the video versions of the episode are on the YouTube channel. So number one, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Number two, if you're listening to this podcast wherever, whether this is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, number two, I want you to subscribe to this podcast right now so you don't miss a future episode. Uh, And then number three, this is probably the most important, uh, leave a review on the podcast. All right, reviews are super important and help the podcast get discovered by other people. Uh, So number three, leave a review on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'll see you in the next episode. If you're on the fence about scheduling a publishing consultation call with my team, maybe you're not quite ready uh, for that, I've got some free training that I think will be really helpful for you. All right, all you have to do is go to register to sign up. Go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. When you do, you're also going to get a free digital copy of my new book, Published. And on that training, you're going to learn the next step, so how to implement with your book. So how to write, how to publish, how to launch successfully. So go to register right now at selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. I'll see you there.